the Internet's most listened to talk radio network, VoiceAmerica.com, with Joyce Bender and Disability Matters. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show, and this is the beginning of Epilepsy Month in the United States where we will be having different guests talk about either how they've helped me through employment or how they've dealt with epilepsy in their own life. And I'll tell you what, we are starting off with a bang because we are so honored to have as our guest, yes, a member of the Harlem Wizards. Any of you kids out there listening to the show, if you went trick-or-treating last night, now you have another person. You can be a famous basketball star because we have on our show today Mighty Mike Simmel, a nationally known athlete, and he is here today to talk about how he has helped, and yes, he has helped so many people with disabilities. Mighty Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Joyce. Um, before we start, I just wanted to say uh, thanks a lot for having me on the show, and thank you for all the things that you do for people with disabilities, and this is just such a great forum um, to have to have people with uh, disabilities and to talk about people with disabilities, and this is just a great opportunity. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. It's our pleasure to have you. And I know, let me tell you what, I've seen him in action, and he can do things with that basketball, let me tell you what, that I cannot do if you know you, my life depended on it. And, Mike, how did you first get involved with this sport of basketball? Um, it's a pretty interesting story, um, how I got involved with basketball. I actually uh, was a, growing up, I actually had slow motor skills, and I was in special education gym class, and um between the ages of two through six, I started having drop seizures. And um, when I was about seven years old, um, my dad wanted to start me up in sports and because um, I had some slow motor skills. And so he gave me a basketball to see if, you know, if, if it would work and, and to see if if, if uh, my slow motor skills would, would catch up to me. And um, so, so he gave me a ball, and I started dribbling, and, and one thing led to another. And uh, I started dribbling all around the, at the house and, and one thing, it just took off, and I started dribbling when I would, uh, I'd walk my dog and I'd dribble. I'd dribble all, you know, throughout the day. I'd dribble in the rain, the sleet, the snow. I'd dribble at 6 in the morning, and I just started loving the game of basketball, and it was just, just a love affair. I just, I just love the game so much. Yeah. I just, well, you know what? You know what I love so far about this story is that here you are. You were saying you had slow motor skills. Oh, if you'd see him, let me tell you, you'll never think that ever. And sometimes, you know, I have to tell you this, parents listening to the show, sometimes even at our school systems, our children are labeled, and they're wrong. They're labeled wrong. And, you know, sometimes that bar is lowered. And, you know, then thank goodness there's someone here like Mike Simmel, Mighty Mike, that didn't listen, and, and look what... He accomplished, and I also heard that part, Mike, where you said you were dribbling morning, night, all the mm-hmm. time, regardless of the weather. And you know, for those young people listening to you that are interested in sports, it takes a lot of practice, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. You have to, no matter what it is that you know you love to do, you have to find something you love to do, work real hard at it, and, and good things will happen for you. Just take time, 
and uh, good things will happen for you. If if it is in school, if you love something you, in school, whether it's a, a school subject or you love another sport, just take time, and and good things will happen for you. I mean, I'm just living proof of that. I mean, I started out where I could barely, you know, I could barely dribble, and uh, I'm, I was dribbling one ball, then I was dribbling two balls, and eventually three balls. Now I'm up to four basketballs, and and it's great. I mean, it's just I love doing it, and I dribble blindfolded. <laughs> And it's just it's just a wonderful thing, and I, and I love basketball so much, and uh, and just it's an amazing thing that it's an amazing story from a kid that could barely dribble with slow motor skills, and and also too, I mean, I could barely hop on one leg when I was in school, and I could I could barely skip, and and now, like I said, I can dribble four basketballs, and it's a pretty neat story. Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable, and and you know, as you just said, you know, if you're listening to Mike talk, do you hear how he said? Dedication and practice. You know, it doesn't come easy. It's not like overnight that you have the ability to do these things. It, you know, if you would see Mike, you would say, wow, I wish I could do that. But then you've got to hear his story, how he's been practicing all these years, determined. But what I like the most is how you didn't listen, how the bar was not lowered. That, that's what I like the most about it. Yeah, you can't, you can't listen to people who say you can't do things. I mean, currently right now, I'm a guy that's five foot nine, maybe 165 pounds, and I, if I was to listen to all the people that said I can't play professional basketball, I wouldn't be playing professional basketball, especially at the size I am now. And um, a lot of a lot of people who are five foot nine and 165 pounds play professional basketball and do the things that I do, but you know, I, I don't listen. I just I go out there and I live my dream. And that's what you have to do. No matter what it is, you got to go out there and you got to live your dream, no matter what it may be in life. And you got to go out there and push it every single day. Push the limits. Live the dream. Did you hear that? Live the dream. Don't listen to others, but live the dream. And we have a question for you here, Mike, from a listener in Milwaukee. Okay. And the email says, this is the question, Mike, what do you do when so many people are against you, making fun of you, not including you? How do you overcome that? I think uh, when when so many people are making fun of you, it's tough. It's a tough thing to do uh, to deal with because I, I had that when I was young. I had a lot of people making fun of me, and uh, a lot of people they didn't want me to be successful. Um, but the thing was, you have to find your support group. Find somebody. Find some people that you can work with, like your family. Um, if you have uh, something, a disability, like or epilepsy, or something, um, you know, like like I had, um, you have to find a support group, like maybe your doctor, your your family, and you have to just work with those people and 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 work real hard at what you do, and not listen to anybody, and just go out there and stay determined, and and work through it, because those people, those are the people that's going to be in the rearview mirror. When you're accomplishing your goals, and you know what? In the end, when you accomplish your goals and you're successful, they'll be the ones. They'll be patting you on the back, saying you did a good job, because they're they'll they'll wise up and they'll mature. And uh, in the end, things will work out for you. It, that's the way it always works in life. They'll be yeah, you'll be seeing them in the rearview mirror. Boy, yeah. is that a great saying? And let me just tell you, you will be always. Remember, I always tell young people when I'm speaking to them. I always tell them. A friend, a true friend, is yeah. not the person making fun of you. Exactly. True friends aren't the people 
that are, are doubting you or the, or the people that, you know, are making fun of you or saying things that, you know, you only want to be hearing. The true friends are the ones that will stick through you, with you through thick and thin and the ones that will always be with you. The, the ones that aren't your that aren't your friends are the ones that are not going to be there for you. The friend, your true friends will always be with you through thick and thin. Those are the ones you know will be your, your true friends. And that is a fact. And, Mike, as you mentioned, you do a lot of work for the Epilepsy Foundation. And so you all know, listeners, as you know, I am a woman with epilepsy, and I am the secretary of the national board of the Epilepsy Foundation, and I'm on the local board, which I'm very proud of, the local office in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Epilepsy Foundation of Western and Central Pennsylvania that I'm also on the board of. Um, and I've seen Mike at so many different events, volunteering his time, doing all of these things. Uh, Mike, how did you get involved working with the foundation? Tell us that part first. Um, first off, with the Epilepsy Foundation, it was, that's kind of another interesting story. Um, when I started playing with the Harlem Wizards um, a couple years ago, about four years ago, um, I actually spoke with my doctor, uh, Dr. David Adams at Columbia Presbyterian in, in uh, New York, and I spoke with him, and I said, um, you know, Dr. Adams, I said, now that I play for the Harlem Wizards, um, I really want to get involved with the Epilepsy Foundation. Um, it's something I want to do. Um, I have epilepsy. And when I was a kid, you know, there was nothing, there was really nobody out there that was really forging ahead and, and, and um, acting as, I guess, as a spokesperson that I could relate to. And um, so I, when I spoke to my doctor, I said to him, you know, I really want to be somebody that the kids can look up to. And uh, so he said, "Why don't you contact the Epilepsy Foundation? They would love to. They would love to have somebody like you." And so after I spoke to my doctor, I just put a call into the Epilepsy Foundation, just out of the blue. Just I'm, I'm very proactive in what I do, and um, so I just put a call into the foundation, and I spoke with uh, Peter Van Peter Van Haverbeck. Um, yeah, yeah, Peter Van Haverbeck, who is the um, uh, I guess he's the PR director for the Epilepsy Foundation, and he directed me to uh, Nikhil Schultz, who is the grassroots manager, and I went to the Public Policy Institute, and I went there for about three years in a row and did performances for the children, and um, it, it went great. And um, I just started working with them for the, from the national perspective, and then I started just doing some stuff from the local affiliates, and uh, it's, it's been great. I mean, I just I love working with the kids because um, seeing them smile and seeing things through their eyes is just, is just a wonderful feeling for me. And... Another great feeling is when you see their parents and you can talk to their parents and some of the stories you hear from the parents that some of the children, how they just get such a great feeling when they see you and that, you know, that some of these kids that when they go to events like the Public Policy Institute and they, um, and, and they, and they just see kids for the first time with epilepsy just like themselves and they all can open up and have such a great time, that's when you really know you're doing a great job and, and you know that, that, that it, your job is really worth it. And that's that's what I love doing. What I do. Oh, and you know what? Oh. That is what you can. If you're listening to the show right now, you're hearing Mighty Mike from the Harlem Wizards, who is a young athlete, nationally known, and a person with epilepsy, who is just a tremendous person, great character. And you know, I always tell people it's all about volunteerism in life. And you notice if you're listening to the show, he picked up the phone. He wanted to call the Epilepsy Foundation. And, and you know what? When you give back, you receive so much more. And right now we're going to go to a break for a minute. We'll be right back after the break. 
We're talking to Mighty Mike from the Harlem Wizards, Mike Simmel. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Have you put down the morning paper in disgust because they weren't reporting what you wanted to read? Have you wondered why there aren't more women's voices in the news? Well, so have I, and we're about to change that. This is former Minnesota State Senator Ember Reichgott Young. I hope you'll join me for a new radio show every Thursday all about women on the move. We'll look at what's missing in the news, the issues often ignored in mainstream media, like how does Social Security reform really affect women? Why is the Department of Labor proposing to stop collecting workforce data on women? What role will women play in Iraq's new government? We'll create that debate right here. The Ember Reichgott Young Show will have prominent women you know and inspiring women you don't know. We'll share stories of women's leadership, courage, and vision. We just need you to be part of the conversation. So join us for the Ember Reichgott Young Show every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's all about you, women on the move, on voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. And we are talking to Mighty Mike Simmel from the Harlem Wizards. And what a great guy he is. And I think we have a caller on the line right now. Kathy? Yes. Hi. Joyce? Yes. Hi, this is Kathy Finch. I'm with the Epilepsy Foundation affiliate in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, Kathy, great to hear from you. Great to hear from you, too. And hello, Mike. Hi. Um, how are you? <laughs> good. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Good, good. 
Um, I was actually calling with both a comment and a question. Um, from a comment perspective, I just want to um, reiterate that Mike is a fantastic individual. He came and spoke at a family event we had this past spring in Pittsburgh and just wowed the crowds with his basketball handling skills as well as his willingness to open up and share some of his own story with folks in the audience um, who might be dealing with some of the same issues that he dealt with as a kid um, living with epilepsy. And, Mike, I just wanted to let you know that we heard afterwards from some of the folks who were there about how touched they were hearing from you and hearing from your story. And you really, really had a positive impact on the kids who were there that day. They, They loved you and they thought it was fantastic to see someone who had achieved so much and who also had epilepsy. So I just wanted to pass that on to you. Um, and my question is, um, Mike, if you had any suggestions for us, um, dealing with epilepsy is often very difficult for families, especially when it comes to talking about it with um, friends, family members, neighbors, school staff. Um, and just wondering if you might have any suggestions for us um, and for other folks out there about um Ways to go public, <laughs> ways to talk about it, and and any suggestions you might have um, to help folks get over maybe that initial discomfort they might have. I mean, uh, ways that a person with epilepsy can talk to their par- talk to their parents and loved ones. Um, um, yeah, and also um, folks that they might come in contact with in their daily life, like if if they're a kid in school who might happen to have epilepsy, how they might talk about it maybe with their classmates, with their teachers, with coaches. Um, yeah. Any recommendations you might have for folks? I think um, the best way to do it is first thing to do with, when you talk about with your um, family and loved ones is is you want to initially think the initial thing to do is is get that core group going um, with your doctor and your family. Just everybody sit down and um, just get a, a kind of like, like a strategy, you know, so that everybody's working together. So you have so that as a person with epilepsy has. Um, a core group working together, so that the doctor and the family is working together, and um, so we all, everybody's working together and ha- kind of have a core group, so everybody's on the same page, and then they can all work together and go to the de- like the, the basketball coach or the baseball coach and tell them, you know, um, my my son or my daughter has epilepsy, so maybe if it's a very young child, maybe the parent can go with the child, or if, if it's an adolescent. And they feel more comfortable going to the coach. You know, maybe they can make the initial contact, and then the parent can go second. Because I don't think um, for something like epilepsy, um, some coaches won't understand just because the way that there's such a stigma attached to it. Um, and I think with certain teachers, um, I think it's at this point right now. In some school situations, there has to be, there should be programs out there. And I don't know if there's enough programs out there where they're not really, um, you know. There has to be um, something in, in the schools, and there's not. But I, kids should go to the teachers and 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 address the teachers, and and then if um, if you know the teachers don't understand, then the parents should go second. I think kids should lead the way if they're at a certain age, and then the parents should come second. Do you know what I'm? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I do. Yeah. I do. So the kids should lead the way if, if they're you know, at adolescent age, and then the parents should go second. But if they're a little bit younger than adolescents, then they both should go, you know, maybe block a certain time in the day and then meet with the teachers or meet with the coaches or meet with the guidance counselors or meet with whoever they have to meet with. Because um, I think it's it's right now, because there's such a stigma attached to it, 
I think it, it could be a, a difficult subject to address to people just because um, there's not enough programs out there to address the situation. And, and that's, that's, that falls on the school system's problem because they, they have to address these issues more and more. There should be more programs. There should be uh, maybe assembly programs addressing the situations. There should be different situations that um, should call more awareness to this, this um, to the condition of epilepsy. I just think that there should be more, um, you know, maybe public service announcements. There should be different things on, on television. There should be more um, issues calling to the awareness of epilepsy that there is, but unfortunately there's not, so we have to have more credence to um, stuff in the environment. So um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for, for being one of those spokespeople um, working for an Epilepsy Foundation affiliate. I can tell you how valuable it is to have someone um, of your stature out there and talking about it and, and proving that um, having epilepsy doesn't necessarily mean you can't achieve your dreams as well. Um, so thank you very much from, from a foundation affiliate um, perspective as well. Thank and, you. And, Kathy, let me just mm-hmm. tell you, you are all doing a fantastic job under the leadership of Judy Painter. And that, I'm so proud to be on the, you know, involved and be on your board, but uh, you're helping break down that stigma. So you you all keep up yeah. the good work you're doing, too. And you guys, you guys have you. a wonderful um, affiliate, too. I mean, I was out in... Doing your your programs and um, your 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 spring spectacular was was great and it had a, had a you guys did a great job with that and my mother came out there with me mm-hmm. and you guys did a, you guys did a wonderful job and um, hopefully maybe we can do some more things in the future and um, you guys did a wonderful job and I just wanted to say thank you over over the air now so oh well you're welcome well we can't thank you enough Mike and and we can't thank you enough Joyce either for all of the great work you do um, both all nationally right. and here without you. The affiliates make it happen. Yeah, hey, definitely. Kathy, thank you thank for you. calling in. Bye-bye. Mike, I tell you what, I know for a fact that at that Spring Spectacular, again, if you're just tuning into the show, this is Mighty Mike Simmel from the Harlem Wizards, an accomplished basketball star and a young man with epilepsy who is so dedicated and such a wonderful human being that he you know, gives up of his time to try to help break down that stigma of, that people have toward people with epilepsy. And, Mike, one question I have for you. Sure. When did you first find out you had epilepsy? Um, when I first uh, found out that I had epilepsy, it was around the age of two. Um, and what happened was I was actually, my family was and I were living in California, and um, I was eating an English muffin in the kitchen, and I just dropped to the floor. And my family, had, my mother and my aunt actually had thought that I was choking. And initially, I, that's what they thought, and, and they checked my pupils, and they saw that I was dilated, and I wasn't choking. Um, and when the paramedic had come to my house, and they, lo- they looked at me, and they said that it was something neurological and that I had a, had a seizure. And that was my first bout with seizures. And after that, I started having drop seizures. And from the ages, like I said, through two through six, I was having drop seizures. And um, that's, that's when it all began. Wow, the age of two now, and you've been on medication since that time. Yeah, um, two through six, I was on medication for drop seizures. Then, um, when I was about six, they weaned me off, and then um, when I was sixteen, the summer going into my junior year in high school, 
I, I got back on medications because I was at a basketball camp. This is an interesting story. I was at a basketball camp, and I had a seizure. I had a grand mal seizure. They came back. And um, that was an interesting story because the people at the camp didn't, didn't want me to, to stay at the camp. They, they said, well, since you had a seizure, you know, we want you to go home. And that was like... <laughs> there was, you, you, you were where at this time? I was at a basketball camp, and I had, oh. I had a grand mal seizure. And they said, we want you to go home because oh. you had a grand mal seizure. So Unbelievable. My, yeah, my dad, my dad at the time wasn't too happy about that. So um, basically, what happened was he he got he pretty livid about the situation, and um, we, we basically put an end to that. And I stayed at the camp, but um, you know, after that situation, I I kind of I kind of made a mental note to myself that in the future, if I ever put myself in a situation where you know anything good ever happens to me in life, I kind of want to make a camp for kids or. You know where where kids will never ever lim- have limitations put on themselves so if they ever have you know medical problems or anything. I would like to do a camp for kids with you know with no medical problems and um, you know the kids don't have any limitations put on them. Um, but that's another story. But uh, so between 16 to 23, I was on medication, and I was so 16 to to now. I've been on medication. 16 to 23, I was seizure free, and then um, I had a, I had a, had a seizure. And then um, I've, I've been I've been on and off with my with my um, with my seizures and stuff. So um, yeah, so I've, I've been doing I've been doing pretty good though. So fantastic! And you know what? There are two million seven hundred thousand Americans who have epilepsy. Epilepsy, remember, is a neurological disorder. It's not contagious. They're not going to catch it. it. You know, it's not. Something that you know causes you to have uh, issues where you cannot work. Now, the only way you can't work is if you have ongoing seizures every day that you know are so debilitating that it would prevent you from working. But keep in mind, many people who have epilepsy do work, do function, and as Mike just mentioned, play sports. Now, I have a question for you, Mike. When you talk about the stigma. Mm-hmm. Many of my listeners sent in an email, and they all ask the same thing. And it is, what do you feel is the stigma? You know, define for them what you mean by that. Uh, stigma. With, with mean, epilepsy. A stigma is, is basically when people are unaware of what epilepsy is, um, and, and they don't know what epilepsy is, and basically what they do is they put a, a, almost like a... A brand on you, or they 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 they'll, they'll say things about you because you have epilepsy. Um, they'll think you can't do things because you have epilepsy. Uh, it's almost like you have a, a a big X on you because you have epilepsy. Some people think you're con- you're contagious, or you 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 know they don't they don't know anything about epilepsy, so they they tend to just say, oh, he can't do certain things because he has epilepsy. There's a, there's a stigma attached. Like with kids with sports, um, they think because they have epilepsy, they can't play sports, and this makes kids feel more debilitated because they have a stigma attached with them. Um, it's, it's, it works it works in all different facets of life, um, and, and the stigma is just, um, I mean, it, it works in all different facets. Um, 
it's it's like a, just a it's, it's like a, a, a just a brand that, that people can wear uh, with with the stigma. Um, it's, it's hard to explain. <laughs> no, that, explain that is a very good way to explain it. And, and yeah. I wanted to also ask you, for example, when you were in high school or when you dealt with people, what did, what did you see the most from other kids as the stigma? Um, it was tough with the stigma because, like, when you're dating somebody or when you're you're very close to somebody and you tell them you have epilepsy, um, it was like, you know, they they didn't want to. They kind of looked at you funny, and, yep. and if they didn't know what it was, um, you know, they kind of shied away from you, maybe, mm-hmm. or they kind of just like said, "Oh, what's that?" and "Well, what is it?" or like, "How does it work?" and and then they kind of looked at you when you try to explain it to them, and and they didn't really have it's a, it's just a lack of understanding that leads to uh, leads to ignorance, you know. And stigma is surrounded by ignorance, is really all, 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 all matters. And you know what? That is a great way to describe it: yeah. ignorance, lack of knowledge, says it all. Yeah. And with that, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mighty Mike Simmel. Who plays for the Harlem Wizards? Can't get better than that. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be right back. Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com. At Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race dog. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice. 
VoiceAmerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. If you have a question or comment for Joyce or her guest, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now back to Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome back to the show. You have been listening to Mighty Mike Simmel from the Harlem Wizards talking about his life and his experiences with epilepsy. And he, before we went to break, he had explained how he found out he had this when he was two years old. And since then, Mike, um, different medications have worked for you? Yeah, um, several medications. I've been on several medications. Um, between the ages of two through six, I mean, we tried a bunch of medications, uh, Tegretol and uh, Depakote. And, uh, we actually even tried the ketogenic diet. And that that's a funny story because the ketogenic diet, uh, with all the fatty foods, I can't even I can't bear to eat uh, whipped cream and uh, Cool Whip. I can't eat that stuff anymore because that that diet messed me up for life. Is that <laughs> right? Yeah, I can't eat that stuff. And um, but now um, with with my medications now, I take um, I take uh, Depakote ER and I also take Zonagran, and um, that has actually kept me seizure free um, since 1999. It's kept me seizure free. And I've only had one se- one seizure since uh, 1999, and um, which is great. Um, but and the only reason I really had a seizure was because I was taking uh, a bipolar medication, and, um, and really what had happened was it was just uh, we were mixing out the medications, and but everything else I was just a little roadblock, and I was last summer. But uh, five years, one one seizure, and I mean that's that's a pretty good track record, and um, I think uh, it's, it's been going real good. And, uh, but, you know, my story is, is different from everybody else's. So, you know, you know everybody, everybody's story is going to be a little bit different. So you, my medication is not going to be the same as everybody else's. So the Zonagran has worked the best for me, I think. That's right. If you're listening yeah. to the show, please pay attention to what Mike said. It's different for everyone. I take Dilantin. You know, uh, everyone takes something different. Different medications work for different people. There's many different types. You know, you cannot medicate yourself or you cannot say, oh, they take this, I should take this. Go to your neurologist and then document what happens. You know, if you have problems or if you're like a zombie that you can't even function, you've got to go back and tell your doctor. Yeah, you have to have, patients have to develop a a solid relationship with their doctor and uh, do things you know, to make sure you have a, a conscious and good relationship with your doctors because that's where it all comes from is, is once you develop that good and solid, strong base with your doctor, that's when you're going to know that um, you can work, function, and do proper things. Um, if I could just say, share something with you, Joyce, um, just a story about having a good relationship with your doctor just from my own background okay. um, and with medication. Um, when I was uh, at 22, um, I actually was in was in my last year of school and my first year with the Wizards. Um, I was going through a lot of stuff. I had a lot of things on my plate, and uh, I actually developed a 108 degree fever, and I had pneumonia, and uh, I was rushed to the hospital with a coma, and uh, I was in a coma, and um, they did all sorts of tests on me and everything like that. And to make a long story short, I had pneumonia, and um, basically I didn't have a seizure. 
and I didn't have any convulsions, and it was a, purely a testament to my medications that I was taking at the time, medic, uh, the medications of Zonagran and the other medications that I was taking as well. And, um, you know, that's just a testament not just to the medications but to the fact that I was listening to my doctors and also, and this is very important to the people that have epilepsy that are listening to this and also people who have disabilities, you have to take care of your body and eat right foods and get good sleep. Okay, because you have to take care of your body at all times. Because if I didn't take care of my body, there's no way I would have survived 108 degree fever. Because I, I probably wouldn't wouldn't be here right now. So that's that's just a, that's a tough story for everybody here. But you know, it's just it's just a little bit of reality. Um, so that's and tough. and I would say such good advice yeah. because you have to take care of yourself. You know, you number one, you have to take your medication. You have to eat right. You have to exercise. You, but you have to get your rest. Definitely. You know, you have to do all these other things. And look at Mike. Look what he's doing. You know, famous mm-hmm. basketball player. So, you, you know, you can do anything, but you've got to do your part also. Now, Mike, one thing I wanted to talk to you about sure. is that, you know, some people are very, very afraid to disclose that they have epilepsy. They don't want to talk about it. But I've noticed that doesn't bother you, and as a matter of fact, you tell everyone you're trying to help people. How did that happen? What gave you the courage to do that? It actually wasn't easy at first, you know. <laughs> um, it, one of those things that when I was younger, I didn't want to tell anybody, and, and it's I was very reluctant. And um, when I was in high school and college, I really didn't I didn't tell anybody. And um, you know, when I was in college, it was like. Um, I was having seizures in college, and, and I didn't want to tell anybody. But the thing was, I started having seizures in college, and they were early in the morning. And there's, there would always be like crowds around me, and, and the paramedics would be there. And sometimes I have them in the bathroom in, in awkward spots, and and just it made for very very awkward situations. And you know now everybody, I guess everybody would know. But um, once I got to be in a certain, uh, I guess a certain status, if you will, like when I became a Harlem Wizard. Um, it kind of made me feel as if it was an obligation to tell people that I did have epilepsy so I could reach back and, and help people because I felt that it, like I said, it was an obligation to, um, to, to, to help, to help others and it's also my duty to, um, just, to just, to, to be somebody out there that to, that, that kids can look up to. And also the people with disabilities could look up to and, and just to see that there's somebody out there doing something positive. Because um, when I was when I was a kid, like I said, there wasn't really many people out there that 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 had epilepsy or had. Uh, well, there was people out there with disabilities. There's not many people with epilepsy that you could look to and say, "Hey, that guy has epilepsy. He's out there. He's, he's you know he's being a, a spokesman and he's, he's something that we could look to 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 be a positive impact on society." And, and that's what I want to be. I want to be a positive impact on society. And, uh, that's just my goal. So. That is phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, good for you. Because you know what I tell people, Mike? Epilepsy is part of who I am. Exactly. That's it, period. It's not what you are. It's, you yeah, know. that's right. And, you know, there's no need to be ashamed. No need at all to be ashamed. One of my favorite authors in the whole world is Charles Dickens. Yeah. And how surprised I was when I found out he had epilepsy. You know, there are many famous people who have epilepsy, but, Mike, what you're doing is making a difference just by you speaking out. Um, I have another question for you here, Mike. When you were talking about 
helping through sports. Mm-hmm. Is it your opinion that sports would help children with disabilities? Yes, definitely. Um, I think sports, what they do is um, they, they, they take away, uh, almost like take away children's uh, inhibitions. Because um, ch- children have, uh, they need outlets. Um, they need outlets to, uh, to take away all their fears and all their, all their inhibitions and, and, and just get away. And uh, I think sports do that. I think the arts do that. I think um, just just finding something that you love to do um, in life does that because um, the more kids can can get involved in activities, the better off they're going to be. Um, we're actually um, developing um, a, a video program for for children. Um, I'm in, in the midst right now developing a video program to help children um, to help them with um, with sports, and um, it's it's going to it's going to be actually be out there and, and hopefully in, in the next year. Um, and it's going to use sports um, as a tool and a mechanism, um, and basketball is going to be the primary tool um, to help children, um, at, like I said, use sports as a mechanism to overcome motor skill develop, development and, uh, and deficiencies, and, and just like when I had motor skill deficiencies, and uh, it's, it's going to be hopefully uh, something that's going to take off, and uh, it's, it's going to be part of a campaign, and um, it's something that I really hold dear to my heart, and that's why I think Sports is such a vital thing for kids, um, you know, and it ties into such a, um, you know, a, a grand approach. Um, but, yeah, definitely, sports is very important. And even the arts, you know, arts are important for kids, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I believe because when you get out there and you try things exactly. and you succeed, and you learn how to work with other people. Exactly. You know, it just teaches you. Sports teaches you so many really great things. It really does. It does so much for you. Uh, I and realize, I would encourage everyone to do so. You know, I go to I go to camps with um, for kids that are are fully functional uh, with with you know sixty basketball camps uh, a year, and then I go to epilepsy camps between five to ten epilepsy camps a summer, and you know. It, I realize kids aren't going to be professional athletes, you know, and, and you got to realize that. But kids are going to love what they do. You know, kids are going to love sports and, and going to develop. And that, that's a good thing. Uh, kids are going to use sports as a as a as a uh, just as a therapy, and that's 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 what we want to have. Kids to use sports as a therapy. To, that's right. I agree with you 100. percent And listen, you're listening to Mighty Mike Simmel from the Harlem Wizards. This is Joyce Bender, the voice of Voice America. Dot com. We'll be right back after the break to close the show with this great young man, Mike Semmel. We'll be right back. The world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. At Vendor Consulting Services Incorporated, our mission is to provide superior technology consulting services to our customers while creating career opportunities, independence, and freedom for people with disabilities. While the demand for skilled technology professionals is reaching an all-time high, over 13 million disabled Americans, many of them experts in technology, remain unemployed. Since 1995, Bender Consulting Services Incorporated has worked to solve these critical social and business issues by providing employers with reliable talent and giving individuals with disabilities the chance to display 
their talents and enhance their lives through solid careers. If you're a person with a disability seeking employment, send us your resume via email to resume at BenderConsult.com. For more information about our services, visit www.BenderConsult.com in the U.S. and www.BenderOfCanada.com in Canada. Bender Consulting Services Incorporated, providing and creating employment opportunities, freedom and independence for people with disabilities. www.BenderConsult.com I'm Garcelle Beauvais Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Tune in every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington. Each week, Connie and her guests will explain the healing system called Christian Science and share stories of how they have used the spiritual laws of God to bring healing to their lives. You can learn how to bring healing to your life, too. So tune in to Powerful Prayer with host Connie Coddington every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on Voice America, America's Voice. My name is Maxine Thompson, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. If you have a question or comment, please call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Bender. Welcome back. And as we started Epilepsy Month for November, we started with a bang with Mighty Mike Semmel from the Harlem Wizards. And, and Mike, one question that we did receive several times from Ohio, Pittsburgh, and all the way out to Kansas is how do people follow your shows? Do they go to the website? What do they do? Okay, there's a couple ways. Um, you can follow Mighty Mike, and you can also follow the Harlem Wizards. Um, you can follow the Harlem Wizards if you go to the Harlem Wizards website, harlemwizards.com. It's www.harlemwizards.com, and that's for the team. And also, Mighty Mike, Mighty Mike, ba- uh, Mighty Mike has a website, which is me. Um, you can go to mightymikebasketball.com. It's www, like I said, mightymikebasketball.com. And, uh, yeah, you can have, uh, you can follow, uh, my summer schedule, you can have, um, and if you have any further questions and you want to talk to me and, and have any questions for me, you know, if, if you want to call up on the radio show, um, you can just, you know, you can write me and, and we can chat and, um, you know, go from there. Uh, but de- definitely, uh, you know, check it out. All right. Well, that's good. I'm sure if you're in someone's area, now they know how to find out where you are and they can go see you do one of these great shows. But, Mike, I have to ask you, um, our show went so quickly, but there are a couple key things I wanted to ask you about. Sure. One is, so far in your life, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? I think my greatest accomplishment, um, I don't know if there's one set one, but I think my, I mean, right now, because I'm so young, I think I think playing with the Wizards is probably, is probably my best accomplishment just mm-hmm. because it's given me a platform to do so many great things in life. And it's just given me an opportunity to meet and, 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 and develop so many great contacts. 
Um, I mean, I'm a very proactive person, and, and I've done some great stuff on my own. But being an, being a wizard has just given me the opportunity just to do so many great things and, and um, just have have that opportunity and have that name behind me is just is just a great thing and, and and there's a lot of tradition behind the name and it's just it's just a great thing and, and there's a lot of great people in the organization too so yeah it's it's, it's a lot of fun so I said being well and that and that certainly is a great accomplishment um, I I wanted to ask you in reference to young people who are today listening to the show uh, and are young people with epilepsy possibly in middle school or high school what advice do you have for them um, people with epilepsy in, in high school and in, in, in grammar school and in college um, I have a couple of uh, things to say just you know to follow follow your dreams and uh, don't ever you know whenever you feel down and uh, you know you feel, you feel if you ever feel depressed or you feel down and you feel you know, like you don't want to go on, you know, pushing. Um, it's it's normal. You know, I, I was I've been there. Um, I've been I've been down that road, and it's it's a normal feeling. And and just, just keep plugging along, and because uh, you know, good things are ahead for you. And just find an outlet, and understand that everybody has a gift in this world, and how you use that gift is how you pay God and how you pay your family back. And just make sure you have a good support system. Make sure you have good people behind you, and just keep plugging, because good things are ahead for you. That's, that's right. It's, it's not giving up and believing that that's possible. And believe good uh, things are ahead for you. But, Mike, when you, when it was advertised ahead of time that you were going to be on the show, mm-hmm. there were a lot of young people that had emailed me who were asking, what do you do? Obviously, you aren't in their situation, but what do you do if your parents, make you feel as if they're ashamed that you have epilepsy. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, that's, when I saw that, um, when when I thought, when I think about that question, I get that question a lot um, from kids. Because um, when I go to summer camps and stuff, um, it's that's a tough question to deal with because, you know, it's, it's from somebody like me, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate. You know, I have a great family situation. Um, but, you know, I think the number one thing to do is everybody has a doctor that, that they go to. And what you have to do is, is go to your doctor and speak with your doctor because your doctor has to work with you. Okay, they're your doctor. And sit down with your doctor and speak with your doctor and open up a dialogue between your doctor and your parents. And have everybody sit down and talk. And, and don't leave that room until there's, there's an open dialogue going and, and that everybody's on the same page, because that's what you have to do, and um, that's the only way you, you're going to get move ahead. And then if that and that you know that may not work, get school counselors involved. Um, I mean, there's, those are two those are two outlets right there: it's school counselors and, and doctors. And the doctor has to work because you're, you're paying the doctor. So, I mean, the doctor has to work. So, uh, I think doctor would be the primary person to get involved with with your parents. So your parents and your doctors, sit them in the room and open up a dialogue because it's your life and you have to get people going in an open dialogue. You know what, Mike? That is great advice. (coughs) That is a great idea because, you know what, it's never going to work. 
And I just want to say to any parents listening to the show right now, when you go to your child and you say to them, don't tell anyone, when you start doing that, when they're just in grammar school or middle school, don't let anyone know. Do you know what you're really doing? You're making them feel there's something wrong with them. Hey, and parents, if there's parents listening that um, are telling their children, don't tell tell anybody about your epilepsy and, oh, what's wrong, you you can't do that. I mean, that's just, that's adding to that that ignorance factor again. I mean, you know, the children are, are dealing with enough right now, you know, worrying about the medications and worrying about other things that then you're supposed to be on their side and you know you have to work with your children and and understand that you know children first of all are looking up to you and for you to be saying things like that to them it can't work you have to work with your children no matter what and accept your children no matter what condition they may have or what disability you have to work with your children i mean you may find that in working with them it may open up the doors to so much more between you and your children, you know, and then that that may be a that may be a something leads to great things, you know. So that's just something that um, you could find. So. That is absolutely correct, and and it will never work. You're going to have a child who's ashamed, has low self-esteem. I mean, it's just. It's just not good to do that. That's why I tell people, when you do that, guess what? Epilepsy is not the disability. You are. Exactly. And I had the great pleasure of meeting Mike's father, and he is the nicest man, very supportive of Mike. And and I met Mike's mother at the um, event that he was at in Pittsburgh, the Spring Spectacular. Wasn't your mother there? Yes. Both the nicest people. And both very supportive of Mike. And, boy, what a difference that makes. That makes such a difference. But when you act like don't say the word, don't tell anyone, you're doing the biggest disservice you could possibly do when you do that. It's terrible. Don't do it. Mike, do you have a message you want to leave today with our listeners who are listening to the show? Um. If I was just to leave anybody a message, I would just tell them to just, uh, everybody just to follow your dreams. Um, it could lead to great things. I mean, somebody like myself, I'm, I'm limited in, in my size. I'm limited in, in, in everything. I mean, people always told me I couldn't do things. People always told me that I dribble the basketball too much and, um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a basketball junkie and I got basketballs going out of my eyes because I dribble too much and, um, but, you know, you never know where it's going to lead if you work hard at whatever it is you love to do in life. And um, like like I said before, God gives us all gifts, and how we use those gifts is how we pay God back. And um, it's it's the truth. I mean, you know, God works in mysterious ways sometimes, and he's worked great for me, and, and um, I'm just extremely blessed to be here today. I want to thank Joyce. I want to thank everybody for listening. And... Um, just keep, like I said, working towards your goals, and uh, thank you. And that's it. Mike, you are a blessing to all of us. You are a blessing to all of us. And anyone listening to this show, remember, Harlem Wizards, Mighty Mike, go see him. 
He's the best. And you know what? We end every show with a famous quote, a quote from a famous civil rights leader, a famous leader in this country. And today this quote is from Mighty Mike Simmel himself, who says, Everyone has an inner talent, and we must find that talent, maximize it to the fullest potential, and make a positive impact on the world, says Mighty Mike Simmel. What advice. Mike, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. And all of you, remember, Epilepsy Month, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. It's just part of what you have, not who you are. You're listening to Joyce Bender, the voice of VoiceAmerica.com. See you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. 